Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Supriya, along with Spouse, Karthik, and baby explorer Tanish, who is nine months old, love exploring the outdoors together. Keeping it simple and starting with neighborhood walks at just five days old with Tanish, they now love taking their baby explorer hiking and plan this year to explore all that Kananaskis country has to offer. They have a great group of friends who make exploring Calgary parks one of their main activities. And whether indoors or outdoors, they incorporate lots of sensory play with tree barks, pine cones, and twigs. They are so excited to instill a love for the mountains in their little explorer. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? So you said you grew up in a culture where any physical activity during pregnancy was considered a huge no. Do you mind elaborating on that? Yeah, for sure. So I think the reason, one of the reasons I chose this topic was there's a two part to it. One is, of course, hiking and walking during pregnancy. The other is the cultural imposition, right? So uh well, growing up, I am not. I was not used to hiking back in India. I grew up in India all my life, and I've been living in North America for the past ten years now. I've only started as a family. Only when I got married, moved to North America, that's when we started hiking. We started knowing that oh, you can go to nature and explore what it has to offer. I grew up in a city. It's the same with my partner. Both of us grew up in a city in India, so we did not go hiking as much as. It had to offer like the nature had to offer us back home, back in India. So we're coming to cultural. That's the first thing I think we should talk about is the cultural imposition. So, well, there is this belief that anything or any strenuous activity you do during pregnancy, it could harm the baby. So there's a lot of the notion about, okay, don't do this. In the sense, don't uh, be careful when you get up from the bed. Be careful when you go out walking. If you have, if you exceed your heart rate, by this much it's dangerous don't do that like a lot of no's uh, without any rational right I think that is a problem so if there was any rational behind this I think uh, it would have been easy to understand where uh, this was coming from but we didn't get any rational and then I am like I said I'm the first we are the first generation immigrants to this country so trying to break the barrier and trying to do something that is not 
not normal or not something that you would see every day back in India. It, it's difficult, I think, um, to take that step itself. I'm very glad to have found a super supportive partner who was willing to do, do this with me. So back, uh, I was in Toronto when I was pregnant, when I got pregnant, when we got pregnant. But uh, so we started, we were hiking. We were part of a hiking group. We used to go on weekly hikes. So we did about anywhere from 10 to 15 kilometers every week. And then one of, like like I was, I think, mentioned the email, I had a strong intuition was one of the hikes where, okay, I think I'm pregnant because I'm definitely breathing more. Like my heart rate is increasing very much. And I'm not able to do this steep hill. For some reason, I'm finding it very difficult. So that's when I had the intuition. It was actually Christmas Eve that I took a pregnancy test, very early pregnancy test. And I must say, and it turned positive. I saw the tool line and I was like, oh my, this is so exciting. Like I'm actually, really, my intuition came true. Um, Christmas present ever. (laughs) It is, yes. We didn't, of course, tell our family at that point because it was super early. We wanted to wait until we got a blood test, which didn't happen for the next two weeks because everybody was on vacation, no requisitions sent to the doctors, nothing. So it was a bit of a wait. But yeah, it, it meant breaking barriers. And it wasn't easy. I'm very curious in India then, I know you weren't pregnant in India, but if you know, do you feel like there's a lot more care given to the mothers in pregnancy because there's this feeling that they should be resting and taking care of themselves and not putting stress on their body? Or do you find it just causes a stress for the women that are pregnant? Okay, So I was pregnant back in Toronto. So we moved from India about 10 years ago, but... The reason I think this is happening is for me, at least if it was me, it is causing me stress. The very first reason being during COVID. So which meant we couldn't meet people, even any any sort of gathering. I think at that time, the restriction was not more than four people outdoors together. That itself created a huge stress on me. And again, and the reasons being the different types of care that is offered here. So I needed a mental break for myself to go somewhere and try to think what I really want from this pregnancy and what do we want uh, for a baby, right? There's so much to think about. Uh, but I do agree that, you know, a lot of times it's about care. Okay, we need to take care, take good care of you, offer you healthy food, try to do everything for you. But I think there is not a line between taking care and how the mothers feel. They need. I think that needs to be more. I wish there is more. This It's more defined. No. Right. And did you then have a different perspective right away when you got pregnant about what you were used to seeing back home with pregnant ladies and then what you were seeing in North America with pregnant ladies in terms of physical activity? Or did it take you some time to adjust and decide what worked for you? You mean in terms of like care? Or in terms of physical activity or like hiking and those kind of things? Yeah. So it actually didn't. So straight away when we, uh, I think, it was about, I would say, six years ago when we were in the U.S., when we went to Yellowstone, that we were like, okay, this is something we love. I mean, look at everything that's around us. Look at the mountains and everything. It, it felt there no words, actually. And I think the reason why we love mountains so much is how you feel when you stand in front of a mountain, like how the humbleness that it creates in you. That That is, I think, the reason why we fell in love with nature and mountains so much. I've back Since then, we've been wanting to live in the west side of the world where, you know, you can explore so much more that nature has to offer. But then due to our requirements, we moved to Toronto and then we lived there for about two years. 
and then made the decision to move to Calgary because of, you know, it's so close to nature and we wanted to be where mountains are and explore mountains as much as we can, try to get on summits at some point, not of course, but at some point in future, take our baby and do things. Yeah, that was the reason. Oh, wonderful. What did your adventures Ooh. end up looking like during yeah. pregnancy? So I it, like I said, it started off still continuing to do a good 12 kilometers every week. Well, and then I think the concern was also about snow, right? Because it, I was like early pregnancy. Mine was in December, like peak winter. Even in Toronto, we got good amount of snow. So for me, it is about wearing ice cleats and trying to go on a hike. And that, that was, I think that concerned, everybody was concerned my family both our families that oh please be careful like you know you're trying to it's very icy out there we can see we used to take pictures and send it to them they would get so concerned oh this looks dangerous are you okay doing this and I would stomp on the ice it's just so much fun when you do that with cleats because you know it makes that noise and I feel I had I had a lot of fun for my mental health with COVID, with not having to meet family and very few friends. It, like maybe once in two months, we would meet someone outdoor. It gave me a lot of break. You were still adventuring very far during your pregnancy. <laughs> I was until actually. And in Toronto, I think the advantage is we do not have uh, the elevation gain is not that much. So it was okay and I did talk to my doctor of course that's the first thing that anybody would do I think should do is to talk to doctor midwife who is giving you care check if your body if you're okay if your conditions are okay to hike for me I think that my doctor didn't have any issues she said as long as you're feeling comfortable please do so and then we moved to Calgary and then the midwife here also suggested the same thing she's like whatever makes you happy you do it you know your body listen to your body always I think that's one thing I have done is just listen to my body throughout my pregnancy if I'm not able to do something we just stop right there take a break walk back the bigger issue was of course using the washroom when we do when we go on such hikes oh, I had to pee so often yeah. and oh my god and everybody all the bathrooms <laughs> it's really hard and there's like even when you have to you have to go all of a sudden you literally have a window of time and it's like it's panic mode I understand it it is and uh all the bathrooms were closed because it's cold so nothing was open so trying to there was this hike I still remember I was parched because and this was when I was I think in my late in my second trimester it was very hot that day I was parched. I had to pee. And I for sure vented my entire frustration on my husband. It's because of you. You don't, you didn't pack this. You didn't do this for me. I told you this is, and I think we went off trail and then we had to find a gas station, go to the gas station. One good thing though, is I think everybody was so kind during my entire pregnancy. Like if I were to go to the gas station and say, can I please use your bathroom? They'd be like, it's close to the public, but I see that you're pregnant. Okay, please use it. That kindness meant a lot. Otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. That really helped me too. You see the good in people, we always say. (laughs) So we fully agree with everything you're saying because getting out of nature just really does feel good. And in pregnancy, it's the same. It feels good. And I know from a personal standpoint, I had like severe morning sickness with both my pregnancies at the beginning, but I really still pushed myself just to get out the door. Just being outside at all made me feel better. And yeah, it's just living proof, I suppose. But you also said that you have 
evidence-based research to back up getting babies outside while in the womb. Can you talk a little bit about that and the benefits even? Yeah, for sure. So before that, one thing I would like to cover is also how much we were interested in natural birth. For me, I think that when I got pregnant and I started researching, obviously I would I would stepping, oh, gynecologist near me, or, you know, try to find a gynecologist. And then not until like uh, I started doing more research, I found out that, oh, there is midwifery care. So what do a midwife do? And try to understand because uh, that's something that is still not a very... In the current day, not popular term in India, of course, in the, uh, like I'm sure generations before us, they did natural birth, everybody delivered their babies fine, there were local midwife midwives in the community, but that's um, changed now and my sister gave birth to a gynecologist, so for me the first thing that goes is hospital gynecologist, then trying to find out a midwife, trying to understand how the care differs, and then challenging myself to go through a natural birth route, and I say that because I have very less tolerance to pain, I cannot, even like a small cut, I would like act like I would need 911 because that's who I am. I just cannot tolerate pain. But then uh, trying to do that because I want to understand what our bodies are capable of. Uh, so I wanted to take that on myself. Even telling that at, at without, to our parents, like, are you sure you want to do this? There are going to be severe risks. You cannot, like you're going to a birth center. Where is a hospital? Why are you doing this? There's so much, so many like whys that come into picture. And it's very, that again creates a challenge because you need a break to try to, think okay what do you really want for yourself for your family and how do you want this pregnancy to go right so that's that's why I started going out on that's one of the main reasons why I went started going out okay let's try to figure out what is it like take break from everything take a break from the city life take a break from work and everything around you and try to get your mind at, at a point where you can understand what do you want and then going back to the point question on hiking with wild babies in the womb is so personally how it impacted us is we thought this was a this is our first baby so we thought we're gonna have an easy baby you know very calm baby have baby is gonna be here he's gonna sleep feed sleep everything's gonna be all right well we had a baby and he was so fuzzy right from day one like nothing would calm him take him for a walk he's quiet like there is nothing that would make him calm and go to sleep as much as going for a walk so that's when, and then we started thinking what changed and then we realized, okay, maybe we actually explored nature so much during our pregnancy that, you know, it probably, he knows that this is a very calm and safe space for him. And I've also read a lot where babies can actually hear what is on the outside world, right? I think about from 26 or 28 weeks, I don't remember exactly. That got, that uh, was, I was more curious about it. I was like, oh, if this is a case, why not just take him, go out more often, let him listen to the birds, the trees moving, or, you know, like we should go even to a lot of like waterfalls, like creek. So listen, make him listen to different sounds. And even till date, he's nine months now, even till date, if we go on any hike, that is his most calm place. Like there is no, nowhere else where he would start looking out, observing and be so happy, be so excited that that and a lot of it, I think, is because we did hike during pregnancy and we got to that space at that time. Well, and it seems a lot like because you were tuning into yourself and to nature during your pregnancy, then that helped you postpartum as well. Yes, it did. Also, I, I would say that postpartum was very difficult 
I didn't, uh, again, we, uh, a family couldn't travel to help us. We moved to Calgary. We didn't have any friends here. So postpartum, I think, was one of the most challenging things that I had faced. And it was winter. Tanish was born in September. So until October, November, we could still go out for like walks. And then it started, um, then there was winter. It was difficult to even go out on walks at times. Well, overall, I think postpartum is very less talked about. I wish during pregnancy, I would read everything. Okay, this is what is expected this week. This is what is happening. This is, the, this is what the baby is doing. This is how I am. I'm feeling and everything. But whereas with postpartum, I feel like I read so much less about postpartum. I wish I had done more research and thought to myself, okay, this is what happens postpartum. This is what I should be expecting. Rather in my mind, I was like, oh, just get the baby home and we'll figure everything out. Let's do what the baby says. I wish I'd read more personally. What would you hope to tell other moms who are newly pregnant? And uh, when it comes to following along with their instincts, do you have any messages for them? Yeah, for sure. I think first, like you said, follow your instinct at all times. And if you need to take a break, even if it means just going to a park and just relaxing along with nature, like with nature, try to spend that time and take that break for yourself. And also, please read a lot about postpartum. Please read more books and be more prepared for the postpartum phase, because I feel that's where reality hits. And it's beyond just having a baby at home. It's about the mom itself, which I think is very less talked about again, because everything is about baby. Okay, this is what the baby does. Now, this is the nap time, this is sleep time and everything. Whereas the mom, care for mom, I think that needs to be emphasized more. Thank you again for saying that. I am down, even though this is my second pregnancy, I'm down a rabbit hole of reading so many books and checking out so many resources, especially for postpartum, because I think the first time I was very big on just like jumping right back into everything. And I love you saying that because yeah, people need to quote other quotes. I've heard mother, the mother, so the mother can mother the baby, right? We need yeah. to be taken care of too. And nature yeah, and this, is a beautiful way to be taken care of as well to get out in nature. Yeah. This is for every dad, every caregivers out there. Please ask how the mother is doing first before asking about the baby, because the mother I think goes through so much during the birthing process, even after, because our whole body changes as soon as you give birth, because you are carrying this person and all of a sudden your body is no longer, your baby is no longer in your womb, whereas outside. So that change itself and the hormone, hormonal change, I feel there's so much that a woman's body goes through mothers that I feel please ask how the mother's doing first don't directly jump into oh baby cute and yes of course you can cuddle the baby you can talk to the baby but I think a mother needs even like even if it's like two minutes of just asking how she's doing checking in would really be helpful wonderful reminder yes 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 I know you said you didn't read as much as you would have liked to, but is there any resources you can think of that were beneficial to you or that in the future you'd like to read, whether it's about pregnancy or kids in nature or postpartum or anything like that? Uh, for pregnancy, definitely. And this is uh, a book that I would, I think, recommend to everyone who's pregnant. And I'm still going on telling my friends about it is Inami's Guide to Childbirth. Yes. I don't know if you've read it. That... <laughs> That resource is the best. I've never read a book that is so useful as the information that's out there. And 
I kind of followed everything that's in the book. And my due date was September 3rd, but I did not surrender my body. I was not prepared to get the baby out. So I did not deliver until I was 41, late 41 weeks. And then my midwife, one of the days she came home and she's like, I think it's more in you. You need to let go. You need to surrender. And then the baby will be here. You need. So it was so powerful, I think. Just how much, again, your body can do and listening to what your body wants. But for me, I think I had all of this checklist in my mind. I was like, I want to do this, 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 this. This is not ready. I'm not ready for this baby yet. So I kept (laughs) waiting. And then I finally, one of the nights I was like, okay, I think it's about time. Mentally, I decided, okay, I'm ready to have this baby now. And the following days when I went into labor. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Is there anything else you wanted to mention today to any of our listeners or anything you wanted to add? I think for me, uh, so when I said about barriers and trying to break barriers, trying to do what you you feel like doing, what is right for you, I think that's uh, very important to everyone and at all phases in your life. It's not just pregnancy, I think, but throughout... uh, there are going to be situations which is going to be for you difficult as maybe a first time mom or a second time parent. I don't like if anybody, right? We all go through the situations every day. And me being a first generation immigrant, if I'm able to break barriers and face what I am, what we are doing today, I think anybody can and you can break the barriers. And also with parenting, trying to break what was done generationally and trying to follow how you want to parent and following your own strategies, creating a plan for your family. I think that would work. I really appreciate your message to just follow your instincts and decide what works for you and your family. I so agree. So where can people find you to follow along more? I'm on Instagram under the handle Supriya, S-U-P-P-R-E-Y-A. They can follow me there. I am. So a lot of my stories get put into highlights. We hike Kananaskis almost every weekend. So my hikes are on there. And also with regards to baby, and I'm going to slowly start putting in content relating to baby-led weaning, food, what's the progress with how we're doing so far, things like that. I love all your topics. <laughs> right awesome. and, and you're also at our events as well with Kids Who Explore. Thank you so much for being a part of our community because you've come out to one event so far. Yep. Yes, that was a really cold, windy day. <laughs> and then the adventure ended a little early, but it was really nice to meet you in person for a few brief seconds. <laughs> yes, it was. I was going to mention that it was a cold, windy day, but I'm definitely I'm going to create a event, an event soon. Great in the in the Calgary group. So yeah. Yes, yes. There you can join in that group if you're wanting to connect locally with moms. So wonderful. I will link all that up in the show notes too. So let's end today with our final questions. In the last few months, what was your best purchase under $100? It would, I would say cloth diapers. And I say this not just because it's environmentally friendly. That is, of course, one of the top re- one of the reasons. But with the cost of everything going up, I thought uh, I wanted to explore, okay, how would this work for a family? And I got a small stash about two months ago, and it's been going great. We just do it during daytime, no nighttime yet. But I'm getting a second stash this weekend. And it's all through Marketplace. I get them and then, you know, sanitize and do the other process at home. But it's definitely way under $100 and it goes a long way. And also as a 
bonus, I never had a blowout with cloth diapers. And that is what many other adventure families tell me. If they use cloth diapers, they don't experience blowouts on adventures. So (laughs) another reason. Yes, for sure. Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? So I'm reading this book. It's called To Have and To Hold. It's about motherhood, parenting. It talks about again postpartum and how life has changed for her Molly's author as um, as a mom and then talks about everything that most of the things that we discuss now so I think it, it's a good book to read if you're a mom or if you're a caregiver identifying as mom doing this podcast is so expensive for me because every time someone shares a book I go order <laughs> But it it is definitely a good book. It was a recommendation for me. And I was like, oh my God, this is really good. I love this book. I'm going to buy this and start highlighting points and then keep it as a resource for other people who visit my home so they can read about it. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that recommendation. All right. Lastly, if there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? It would be India for me. And again, this is because growing up, my perspective of India was completely different. Like I was mentioning, not used to hiking or exploring nature that was so close to me. But now that our interests have changed rather, I would now also like to break the barrier, take a baby out on hike, go to India, hike everywhere possible, especially Himalayas, at least to the base camp. That's on my li- on our list for a very long time. I hope we do it someday. But that if there was no limit, yes, any day, north to south, east to west, but everywhere I would, I think we would explore India. I hope you get to do that and blow some people's minds with your child adventures. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice being here and trying to share what hiking is or pregnancy or all of us that we spoke about today I was very happy that I was I'm able to do this here and inspire hopefully other moms or you know other other pregnant women in India or anywhere on the world who are trying to go out and explore well you're sending a wonderful message we appreciate it thanks for adventuring with us please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at kids who explore on instagram and all other social media platforms this podcast is produced by kp media productions